Hey, Wayfarers, we're so glad that you're back with us for the We Are Wayfarers podcast. We are your hosts, Ben and Crystal Woods, and this is Season 5, Episode 7. And this entire season is dedicated to basking in some of the pivotal passages of Scripture that have impacted us and spurred us on. And this episode is centered around a verse that is precious to our whole family, but especially, particularly, to our sweet cow. Today we talk about Joshua 1.9. We're so excited to open God's Word together and so expectant for how the Holy Spirit will speak some courage into us. Welcome back, Wayfarers. Here we are, episode seven. Episode seven. You said that, and I was like, wow, is that really where we are? That that went really fast. Yeah, uh, and here we are trying trying to record this. I mean, in all honesty, we can't even blame this on <laughs> our dogs. It's been a little bit of a, we've had a, a technical. <laughs> we've had some technical challenges. Some fumbling. We're still laughing about it, though, so that's good. So we're, But you guys have no idea, and I don't even know why I told you, but we are grateful that you are with us. We are coming to the end of November. Uh, the weather has definitely changed and it is cold. Yeah. And rainy. Yeah. So, but that's all good. It's all good. Um, Thanksgiving was this last week and Thanksgiving together with family has been good. Yeah. We hope your Thanksgiving was good too. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a mixture and so good. We, your mom and dad came to visit us a little early. So they mm-hmm. brought the camper, mm-hmm. right? So it's been a little bit of that cousin Eddie vibe, oh, you, you know? loved that joke. Oh, <laughs> and so have all the neighbors uh, because it's funny. Even my dad, he watched a little bit of that movie the, while we were, while we were in Illinois and the, it was, he appreciated it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because they've just parked the RV in the driveway and it's great. I love it. And Lila's been doing campouts out there. It's, it's good. Yeah. Um, but we got to spend some time back in Illinois and that was good. Run off into the woods with the nephews. I did and... not. And I was so happy I was not invited with your <laughs> man trip. I don't know what it is about hunting that people enjoy. I, I'm sure people do. I love that you have your thing. But to get up at four in the morning. Honey, I was up at 3.30. 3.30 in the morning. Go outside in the cold. Stay awake and not say a word to anybody. Well, I... That sounds awful to I me. Know. Well, being out in wilderness in, in nature can be very peaceful and restful. So I did get up at 3.30. I was told to be ready and at the door for pickup at 4.15. I was. I was on point. We got, I got picked up at 4.35. Um, just throwing that out there to the, you know, the runner up to the 1988 Pinewood <laughs> Derby. just for you, Jonathan. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, um, but we get out there and I'm in the blind. And I mean, I'm just watching. All I'm doing is watching. But we got to see so many deer come through and I, I mean, I did, I mean, the boys were sleeping behind me, but like they were awake for part of it, but it was great. It was good. So I'm, I love that you say that you're so thankful oh, that you I weren't loved invited. sleeping in and, and waking up to my Bible and a warm cup of coffee. That was really great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I know um, thankfulness and gratitude and gratefulness is tied to so much more than than a day, right? Mm-hmm. But I know in this season it is imperative that we are mindful of well, what we're thankful for and who we're thankful for and who we're thankful to. And we have so much to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. God has been so faithful in so many ways. Yeah, he has. And I mean, there's 
There's something specific about holidays that make you think about who you wish were with you and um, who you wish were with you were with them. Like it was just um, one of those moments that you recognize the now and the not yet. Yeah. Um, but God has been so faithful. He's been so good to remind our our hearts to like stir up our courage to remind our faith that this is not all there is that there there is hunger but there is filling ahead there is longing but there is um reunion ahead and so i think just moments of of recognizing that god asks us to thank him even in the not yet that that faith allows us to see past what we have right now into what will be and still be grateful. Yeah, absolutely. So we came home and jumped into a flurry of Christmas decorations. I love the way our house looks at Christmas time. I don't love all of the work of getting it there. <laughs> it's hard. Like, because everybody's allergies don't love yeah, all of the dust. And everybody's involved. everybody's ready to quit while all the boxes are still out. And as you told me yesterday, as we were hanging up garland outside, when I grow up, I'm only putting up a tree. That's what yeah. you told me. <laughs> yeah, and the lights lights are so frustrating because they 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 stop working and uh, but the house looks great. And, and we've got everything put up. It's and I'm pretty bright. <laughs> yeah, a lot of lights. We like lights. But I know like just like what we're talking about, holidays are hard in grief. Um, I think the season brings an added weight, it seems like. But I know for us, we have sought to lean into everything, not run from anything and weave in new traditions and even tweak like Team Woods traditions of the past to find the ways to, in a healthy way, express our hope in our grief. Mm -hmm. You know, like yesterday when I was hanging stockings and I'm taking nine calla lilies um, and stuffing them in calla's stocking. It's a moment that in all the craziness and all the boxes, it's a moment that matters to me, mm -hmm. you know? And I think... Those are things that we've developed over over time of having to live in this kind of separation is that even that first Christmas, just recognizing like we cannot, we cannot just put up four stockings. That's wrong. Like in our hearts for us, that's, that's not how we are choosing to live. We put up five stockings because our Cala is forever a part of our family and she has a stocking in our house. It's a ballet slipper. Yeah. I mean, something that uh, that she picked out when she was really little. Um, but it is it is up because she's a part of our family. Yeah, yeah. But all the way through every bit of it, you know, like the trees that you know Lafayette Academy, like her her preschool and Lila's preschool, that they they decorated and. And I know a table that had a decoration of a tree that that showed up on our porch. And we know who you are because we saw you. Um, but like, <laughs> like Claudia, I got to give Claudia a shout out without <laughs> and saying. And Katie, Katie. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just saying all the two trees that we have um, and, and where they came from and how um, as we're hanging these ornaments that were given and donated in a mindfulness for our family um, that are just calla type ornaments watching lila hang all these and place them very specifically mm -hmm. so that calla's name was seen 
on the outside, you know, and that mm-hmm. all of that down to, you know, I don't know if everybody else does this, but we have a, a special tree <laughs> for all of those ornaments you can't throw away because your kids make them at school, like all the crafts and things like that, yeah. that are really adorable. adorable. And I mean, all over the place, <laughs> you know, and, and you end up with so many of them, you're like, okay, we are going to showcase these. And so we have a special tree just for those ornaments and, and to see Ezra and Lila so carefully and precisely position Kala's, yeah. you know, crafty little school ornaments with her school pictures in them and those reindeer ears and all of those things on that tree. Yesterday, even in the, the midst of all of the work of decorating, those are just precious, precious moments for my heart. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But... We got a lot coming up. I know your dad always tells us like less chitty chat, like yes, yakety yak, uh, get to it, you know, but hang on, Lalu, we're not done yet. We got a lot coming up. So uh, yeah, we got more assemblies coming up as we round out this semester. We're excited about that. We're tagging in um, at another FCA. We've got slime making um, a whole lot of it uh, and to get ready for, for, uh, Christmas and you know because coming up December 6th that's the five-year anniversary mm-hmm. of Kala launching her store yeah we've got a great idea to celebrate that so you'll just have to stay tuned about yeah. what that will be yeah but all the proceeds and everything from her store uh, from lovelikekala.com every bit of that we pass on to Casa Kala in Romania but it's good. It's yeah. good. It's, I think it's great because it's a way that you can, we tell this to kids all the time at, at assemblies, like you can look out for the left out in so many ways and most specifically, most powerfully in the ways that you treat the people right next to you in the ways you show kindness. But if you choose to go to Cala's store and buy slime or t-shirts, you can rest assured that all of that money is looking out for the left out too. You're purchasing with purpose. Yeah. And so um, for anybody who's looking for Christmas gifts or stocking stuffers or things like that, you can rest assured that every penny of profit from Kalasor will always go to help kids in Romania. Yeah, absolutely. And we're also, I mean, we're as crazy as it is, we're pinning down a whole bunch of dates in 2024. And so I'll just say this, if there are ways that Team Woods can serve your church family, um, just visit thebravewayhome.com. We would love to find the ways that this is such a huge part of our heart to outfit and equip and come alongside church families in a lot of different ways. And so if there's ways that we can serve you, visit that website. But also, I mean, if there's ways that we can serve your school, if you're a teacher or principal or or a PTO president, or if you're just connected to any local school in any location, if you visit lookoutfortheleftout.com, you can find out what we've created with our school program to come and visit your school and hopefully point hearts in the right direction in the way that we show kindness and inclusion and invitation around everybody. So yeah, we're, we're, this is the window to put things down on the calendar. But in so many of the assemblies that we've been a part of, it's been so cool to get to connect with like teachers or, or counselors or people who are on staff um, at the school and be like, I was the one who, who showed the website to my principal. And this is, this is like something that I've had a part in. And so I just love that partnership part of it because it can sometimes be quite a bit of a process to try to vet something and make sure that it's something appropriate for your school and something that would serve your students. And so um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just such a, 
a sweet thing to be able to partner with teachers in. And here we are, Giving Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of marks a, a stretch of gratitude and and generosity, uh, giving. But I think more specifically, it's a day of mobilized focus to support ministries and organizations to increase their impact and their reach. And you know, we've never really brought attention to it before from from our perspective. We've mm-hmm. we've just kind of settled into that role of we're doing what we're doing out of such deep conviction. We're just going to cast that vision. And, and as people want to step into this with us, they are welcome to. And so just to bring attention to it now, um, if the Brave Way Home has served you, if it has ministered to you, or you just want to see this ministry continue and help that happen, we would just love to connect with you about the ways to partner in prayer and in financial support. Like you can visit the Brave Way Home to learn more about it, or you can just email us from the website. Uh, but we're just grateful for how God has provided through so many fellow wayfarers to help us outfit and equip and resource others in their discipleship journey. Yeah, and uh, I love like in, in our church right now, we're going through... Um, a series on giving, but um, our pastor talked about this last, I mean, yesterday, about the privilege of giving, the ministry of giving, and how you become an actual partner in what God is doing through it. And so we're even having our own conversations about what God is prompting us to give of our own resources to resource and to equip other ministries, um, other like in, including our church body. Yeah. And the Brave Way Home is, it is funded by what whatever happens with speaking and teaching and and the coaching that we get to do and the generosity of people that have said, we want to see this happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's how the Brave Way Home is funded. And we invite you into that. And so we would love to have those conversations or connection points with you. And if you want to learn more, you can just visit the website. But our our invitation is to Remember the Brave Way Home as you plan and prepare for your year-end giving. Yeah. All right. So let's get to it. Let's uh, chitty chat. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In Sorry, my dad's Lalo. words. Yeah. Well, okay. So once again, we're leaning into these conversations, right, around passages in Scripture that have shaped us profoundly, shaped us significantly. And so these are life verses or these are passages that God has used to keep us centered on him, anchored in him, and and I think flood our hearts with hope in what is to come. Mm-hmm. And so throughout this whole podcast season, the desire is that just practicing, allowing conversations around God's word and exercising this, that will it inspire and equip you, fellow wayfarers, with an example of how we can allow God's word to permeate our moments. And when we allow God's word to permeate our day to day, when we are immersed in God's word, we can't help but find ourselves talking about it. And when we can't help but find ourselves talking about it, we can't help but find ourselves living it. Yeah, absolutely. You want to pray for us before we start? Yeah, let me pray. Father God, thank you um, for your word. Thank you for the way you speak to us through it. Thank you for the way that you sharpen us and you refine us and you prune us. Thank you, God, for the promises in your word. Thank you for the privilege of being able to not just tiptoe into it, but dive headlong into it. And so, Father, we pray um, that in this conversation that you would be honored, that your name would be lifted high, and that our hearts would be transformed and you would flood our hearts with the hope we have in you. 
and you would shape the trajectory of all of our steps today, tomorrow, and every day after, because we've chosen to be in the presence of the one who made us. And we know that you love us. We know what you have for us. And that is to walk closely with you. And so may this time just be an expression of that truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, let me just read this verse um, just to start us out. This is Joshua 1.9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So, and I love that verse. Like, I, I just can't read it without hearing it in Kala's voice. Because this is one verse that I remember her memorizing. Like, she had to do it for, um, I mean, it was part of their group activity to do um, at Spring Hill Summer Camp that she went to. Um, and so I just remember, like, hearing this over and over again as she was trying to memorize it and then just like kind of quizzing her on it. Okay, Calla, tell me your, tell me your verse. Joshua 1, 9, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The wherever you go, that he's with you. Um, and I think sometimes when we think of this verse, we don't think of all of the places that we might end up going right? And what we end up having to walk through. And again, just being mindful of hearing her voice say those words, having no idea where she would walk. It's a ministering thing to my heart to have it fixed in my brain that I, I know what her voice sounds like saying those words, holding, holding that promise, holding to that promise. Yeah. yeah. And it ministers to my heart that she knows that no matter what she would have to walk through, she doesn't have to walk through it alone. Like, yeah. And that, that tells my heart that she was never once, one step, one moment by herself. And, and in that, like, we've said this before, I, I think Kala had such a better idea of what was unfolding than what we did. Um, but to know she was never alone, even, even in, in having a huge long list of every reason to be terrified, to be scared, to be afraid. And I can't help but then think of my, the context, right? The context always matters. Here you have Joshua. This is God speaking to Joshua. Joshua, this is a time where there's a transition of leadership. Moses has died. There's grief, right? And and Joshua is taking the reins. That's that was the plan. But there's also hope because they're about to step into the promised land. There's all this training and all this preparation, all this following this that he's been doing so closely with Moses, and now he is to lead. And God is saying, like, you have no reason to be afraid of what's ahead of you, because I go with you where ever you go. That's a truth from my heart. That's a truth for everybody's heart. Mm -hmm. I'm no Joshua. <laughs> and at the same time, that is a, that doesn't keep that truth from serving my heart mm -hmm. in the things that I experience. And all of the, all of the context to this, it's just cram packed with imperatives. There's mm -hmm. so many imperatives in this 
that I think help pronounce that promise of presence that much louder. Yeah. When I think there's also a part to recognize that like the work before him is daunting. Like this is the point where they turned around, you know, 40 years earlier because it was so scary because there were giants in the land and like they would never be able to defeat these people in battle. Like this is the point where the, you know, Joshua is one of the 12 spies. So like when he and Caleb brought back a report that, oh no, God's with us. This is a great land. We can do this. And then the other 10 spies says, oh no, we can't. We got to turn around. If we go in there, we're going to get massacred. And that's where Israel like wailed and, and, and said, no, we can't do this. Lost their confidence that God would go with them, that God would go before them. And he, you know, said, fine, wander in the desert for 40 years. And then when you guys, when your kids are ready for this, we'll come right back here and then we'll try again. And this is the point where Joshua is looking at this land that he's seen 40 years earlier and knowing that the battle ahead is daunting, but that it is possible because you have a God who goes with you wherever you go. You have a God who will give you victory over even the most impossible foes. Yeah. I, well, it serves as the reminder that those imperatives are out of necessity, right? Like the God is speaking courage into him. He's speaking boldness into him because he needs it, because he's lacking in it because that's a reality of facing the daunting. Yeah. But when you know that you get to wherever you're going, you're not going alone, right. that whatever hard things are ahead, that you're walking into it with God. I think that changes the way we walk into it and it changes the way we walk through it. Mm -hmm. Because those verses right before, um, just if I can context read a little bit before, in verse six, it says, be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey. So be strong and courageous. Be strong and very, very courageous. courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So success is referenced, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, obedience, courage, strength, like determination, like don't turn away from it to the right or the left, but also like I would say immersion in God's word, mm -hmm. right? Like meditation, it's meditation. Study. This is to be on your lips. It's to be in your mind. You're to be thinking over it. And therefore your words, your vocabulary is shaped by it. Your direction is shaped by Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Your action is shaped by it. I, I, I'm not like a, like a, a scholar when it comes to these kinds of things, but I do know that whenever anybody repeats something that that's, pretty important right and in just three verses um he's told three different times be strong and courageous be strong and very courageous be strong and courageous like it's repeated so many times in a short period of time that you have to know this is necessary you need to hear this but that it's important this is something that shapes you this is something that marks you this is a an imperative command that it is necessary for you to step into yeah and meditate on it day and night. That stands out to me. 
that it's like there's a there's an obedience at stake here. We're going to obey something, whether whether we had want to acknowledge it or not. And the call here is to obey Him, mm-hmm. and obedience is going to look like knowing your source and your sustainer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fascinating that the next thing, verse ten. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, right? Go through the camp. And it goes on to tell the people, like... We're mobilizing. First thing he does. It's like immediate obedience. But it's tied to, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I was just doing a little bit of research on that, like the Hebrew way to say it, which I'm going to say it wrong, is the chazak ve'amatz. Like that is the that is the wording of of the ancient Hebrew command, you know. Um, but you find that throughout Scripture, like it, it is a vein that runs through Scripture. Um, and so I did a little bit of research. I've been wanting to do this, so this was a good um, opportunity. But like you see it all through, like in Deuteronomy thirty one six seven and eight, Moses is giving these same commands. He hears it in Moses's voice. Um, Moses is saying to Israel, be strong and be courageous. And then he's saying to Joshua a couple verses later, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. In Joshua 1.18, just a little after this, Israel is saying it back to Joshua that be strong and courageous. We are ready to go into the land. In Daniel, in Daniel 10.19, um, an angel who's appeared to, to Daniel and in as is the case when any angel appears to somebody, he's like super afraid, falls down, can't eat, can't look. He's just like, ah, so scared. Um, But the angel touches him and he says, be strong, be courageous, like be encouraged, basically. And then in um, Haggai 2, um, the Lord is saying through the prophet Haggai uh, to Zerubbabel, to Jeshua, and to Israel, be strong, be encouraged. Isaiah 35, 4, the Lord is saying this to anyone with an anxious heart, be strong and be of good courage. Second Chronicles 32 um, and 30, wait, I can't read my writing. Second Chronicles 32, 7 through 8, Hezekiah is saying that to his military officers, kind of in the same setting as Joshua's in this time, be strong, be encouraged. The Lord is with us. And first Chronicles uh, 22 and 28, David says it to Solomon in two specific ways. Be strong and be encouraged. And when he's like, setting before him the work of, of building the Lord's temple. Um, but then Psalm 27, 14, David's saying that to himself when he is being confronted on all sides by an, an enemy. He's be patient, wait patiently for the Lord. Be strong, be encouraged. And then Psalm 31 24, David is saying to all who put their hope in the Lord, be strong, be encouraged. And then Jesus himself says it in John 14, 27, to his disciples, take heart, peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives to you. Be strong, do not be afraid. It's all like a a vein that runs through scripture. And I, I love it. It's like the language of heaven. It's like the blessing of heaven that just comes, um, through the words of men, from the words 
of God. Like it's just the heart of God being conveyed to us. Be strong, be encouraged. And over and over, if you look at every single reference here, it's not be encouraged because of who you are. It's be encouraged because of who God is. Because the Lord, your God, is with you. Because the Lord um, will make a way for you. Because the Lord, because you are very precious to God. Like these are the words that come from a heart that is confident that God is with them all the time. Like it's it's an imperative not based on your own ability. It is a, an imperative based on what God feels about you, will do for you, will go with you. Yeah. And I would even say our success, which is a word that people, we got a lot of different opinions about what that is, but our success is determined and decided by that proximity with his presence. Mm-hmm. And our, I know sometimes when we think of success, we think of all the, the things that we achieve or that we accomplish or all the things that, like we've said before, like climbing a ladder only to later learn that it was leaning against the wrong building. Like we chase after so many things because our, our definition of success is insufficient, but success in biblical terms is faithfulness. We are faithful and obedient to a good God who goes with us because it is what he's done and who he is, not what we've done and who we are. Mm-hmm. It's who we are in him. Yeah. And that looks like faithfulness. That looks like obedience. That looks like immersing ourselves in his promises, in his word. That it, it looks like pursuing the holiness that his word calls us to. Mm. It means we will live differently. So be bold. Be courageous. Like, be encouraged. Be very encouraged. Be very courageous. And so I think this just gives us a picture of what success actually looks like. And I think for a believer, our success is tied to how closely you are tied to Jesus. Because the plan is to not stay in the wilderness. Mm. It is to pass through it. Yeah. And to take the land. Like, in all of these situations, the the immediate ahead is a daunting. Like usually it's in a battle or usually it's when you're confronted with an enemy or in the case of like David and Solomon, it's when you have this giant task ahead of you, something that means something to you, but something that is monumental, you know, like building a temple, something David had wanted to do his whole life and he was told his son's going to do it. So he made every preparation, like he let his heart dream about it. And then he gave it all to his son. He said, make sure you do it like this because be strong and be courageous. Like the work is set before you. You have got to do it. Similar in in Haggai, like, uh, and now get to work for I am with you. That's the wording in in my translation, which I think is funny. (laughs) Um, But that the work is ahead and it's all, it, it is encouragement, but it is not encouragement to say stagnant. It is encouragement to move forward, to go ahead, to start the work, to continue on, to put your hope in Jesus. Remember that he is with you and to move forward. So what does this look like in our day to day? Like, where do you find yourself needing the reminder to be strong, to be courageous? I I feel like I need that all the time. Like I, I look at what is ahead and how long it stretches beyond what I can see. And I need that encouragement to be strong and courageous, not based on who I am, because I know who I am. And I know if on my own, I would quit. 
I would dig down so deep and but because God is with me, he promises me that I can I can, you know, through Christ all things are possible. Like through Christ who is my strength, like um like Second Corinthians where where Paul says, um, so I boast in my own weakness, you know, my power work because God says my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So I have all this weakness to offer to God, but he has all this power to continue to move me forward, to continue to speak strength and courage into me as I look at the, at the life in front of me and determine again, set my face like a stone that I will live it to radiate his glory. I think for me, this is, these are words I need spoken over my heart constantly, like preached back to me constantly, just like you. It's that thing where you find yourself recognizing all of the things that you want to hold tightly to, you have to let go of, because it is daunting ahead, whatever is ahead, what we can't see, what we don't know, how things will work out. Pick the topic, pick the scenario, pick the scene. The principle remains the same, that he goes with us. And I think God is constantly going to be calling us into places. The gospel is always going to call us into places that move us beyond our comfort zones. And that requires courage, and that requires strength, and that requires obedience, that requires immersion in his word. It requires every bit of that to keep walking into whatever. And I, I find myself thinking of it in terms of what are the things that I instinctively want to hold on too tightly of that keep me from holding tightly onto him because the promise is in his presence. So it begs the question, what do I have to let go of? And maybe Maybe that's a question for everybody to have to wrestle with. It's like, what are the things that you're carrying that you've allowed to keep you from walking in his presence, walking closely, allowing your weakness to be the stage, the platform, the showcase for his strength? Because God, that's the thing about glory, right? God's not going to share his glory. <laughs> He's not going to leave room for you to take credit. And when we try to take credit for the things that he does, well, then we're all turned around. And so maybe maybe that's a question to wrestle with is, what do we hold on to tightly that keep us from walking faithfully and fruitfully and humbly in his presence? And maybe it's just the question of how do you see yourself? Like, how do you recognize who you are to the God of the universe? That You are very precious to God that he cares about what it is that you face, what it is that you walk into. Like he is intimately acquainted with the things of your life that you do not have to carry alone, that you are so precious to the God of the universe that he will be with you wherever you go. So wayfarers, <laughs> know that wherever you go, you don't go alone. So be strong and be courageous. And just as Paul reminds the church in 1 Corinthians 16, he says, Be on guard. Stand true to what you believe. Be courageous. Be strong. 
And as God speaks through the words of Isaiah, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So wayfarers, be strong and courageous. <laughs>